When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. We preview Auburn's Music City Bowl matchup versus Maryland on this edition of the Uptempo Podcast. You are now listening to The War Report Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? Hope everybody is good, man. Hope everybody's having a good Friday. I'm your host, Dustin Smith, joined as always by my guy, Blake Lane. Blake, when the people are watching this, I'm headed up to Nashville, brother. I didn't watch this Music City Bowl. How are you today, buddy? I'm doing well, Dustin. Uh, got a little four-day weekend uh, for New Year's and excited for all the college football coming up. Auburn getting back on the hardwood Saturday night after the bowl game. Uh, just excited, man, to spend time with family once again, bringing in the new year. And we got the college football playoffs coming up. Uh, it's it's going to be a, a hellacious weekend. Playing some golf tomorrow morning, too. While, while this airs, I'll be on the golf course. So, <laughs> Uh, love that man. Get uh, get a little eighteen in at Magnolia Grove down here in Mobile, Alabama. So uh, I'm excited, man. It's going to be a hell of a weekend. Yeah, for sure. Um, talking about that playoff, dude. We need to make some. We need to make some predictions. I go ahead and tell you, I'm gonna stick by. I'm gonna stick by my. Uh, stick by my preseason pick with Michigan, but uh, I don't feel good about it. Don't leave me. Don't leave me hanging, Michigan. Um, Blake, let's get over here and talk about this bowl game, brother. Mm-hmm. Been been a long time. Like we talked about Tuesday since Auburn's even been in a bowl game, much less won one. Uh, last one we did win, Music City Bowl, taking on Maryland. We lead this series all time, two to one. Haven't played in a long time. Obviously, not a lot of matchups between the two teams historically. Uh, Blake, what are your keys to the game, brother? My biggest key to the game is Talia Tungavaloa is not playing, <laughs> and. I look at the quarterback situation for Maryland and I'm, I'm kind of hearing that two guys might see action, but the Edwards kid is the main guy that's going to get to start. And like I said, the other night on the Tuesday live show, he played a little bit last year, but he hasn't played much this year. And he's mainly a, a like a running, like a runner. They, they call him like a dual threat, I guess, but like he's not a great passer. So you're really down to like one dimensional. I know you have three great receivers, but then I look at your tailbacks and you only average like 108 yards rushing a game. Yeah. So you're, in my opinion, you're playing into Auburn's hands here. Cause I don't know if you're going to be able to stretch the field on this Auburn defense, but then I look at our D line who can step up with Marcus Harris out who can step up? What young buck, or is Jason Jones, is he going to step up? What young mm-hmm. buck is going to step up and say, hey, look, let's stop the run. Maryland's going to run the football at us. 
because I doubt they throw it, and if they do throw it, it's probably going to be quick game. It's going to be a lot of screens, uh, get the ball out in the flat, you know, uh, uh, just running back screens, everything like that, man. Like, it's going to be real quick game. I don't think they're going to try to stretch the field. So, who is going to step up on the D-line, man? Is, you know, Jalen McLeod, he's playing. Is he going to be the guy that he was for us all season? Uh, I think so. Uh, is Eugene uh, Eugene Asante going to eat? I think so. Um, Elijah McAllister playing his last game, his last collegiate game, uh, right where actually right where it started, right in Nashville, Tennessee, played uh, played those years at Vanderbilt, yeah. and so is he going to step up? Is he going to go out with a bang, man? Uh, that's up front for Auburn uh, on that D line and and our linebackers. Who's going to step up and who's going to make the plays, man? Because without without Talia in the game. Uh, you know, this Maryland offense, they really leaned on him and his arm. Yeah. Uh, he he almost threw for like 4,000 yards, I believe it was. Um, mm-hmm. And I think he almost threw for like 30 touchdowns. He did throw like 11 picks, but still, uh, this is a, a team that has really good receivers. They're fast, uh, and, you know, they depended on him a lot. So that's my biggest key is he's not playing – Who's going to step up when Maryland tries to run the football, and and who's going to step up on this Auburn D line? And uh, and we know the linebackers are going to bring it, man. I expect Eugene to just ab- have an absolute field day. Uh, I think he's going to I think he's going to go out with a bang, and and we'll see him again next year. So uh, a lot of positivity towards the defense, man. I want to see some of these young bucks get in here, like we talked about Tuesday night, and I think this is going to be their time to eat, brother. Like. Uh, you know, Maryland, I, th- I think they're a sitting duck here. And, and I know you might call me a homer or whatever, and I might be wearing the orange and blue goggles. But I think Auburn has a chance to eat here. And I think Auburn has a chance to cover the spread, Dustin. Yeah, I agree with you. When we talk about – when you mentioned the uh, – you talk about the passing game versus the rushing game for Maryland. So, looking at the passing offense um, – they averaged 284.8 yards a game. That's good for 20th in the country. Then you go down to the rushing, though, and 108.9 yards a game, 114th in the country. So, like you said, they lean heavily on that passing game. Now you're, they're bringing in a two-quarterback system. They're bringing in a guy that's, what, through 10 passes. I think he's four for 10 on the year. Yep. Um, they're going to do, like, a whole lot of wildcat. If you plan on doing a whole lot of Wildcat, you better be pretty good at run blocking. If you're 114th in the country at rushing the ball, you might not be that good at run blocking. Now, maybe the, you know, maybe it's because um they just they're they're such a good passing team they don't have to run. But even let's just say that's the case. Even if that was the case, it's still it's not like you can just flip the switch all of a sudden, right? Okay, yeah. here we go in the bowl game. We ain't played in three weeks, and now we're gonna run the ball for the first time all season. Like that's that's a tough, especially when you look at what we got in a guy like Eugene Asante, who you know is gonna be in that gap and is gonna meet you. So, I think sitting ducks a good way to describe it from the standpoint of uh, we've our defense has played solid all year. When you look at our opt outs, it's it's uh, Marcus Harris, which is a which is a big loss. And then look, I love DJ and I love Nehemiah on the outside, but we have a lot of talent there. Yep. If if JD's able to step in and play, um, we're good. We know what K and Lee has. Uh, I love the young guys. Like we we have a lot of talent at DB. 
Uh, you know, we were hoping that Jalen's able to play and that he's healthy. But if he's not, young guy like Sylvester Smith's going to get his run. Like, it's a it's a position where if we were going to be down some guys, I would say, okay, well, hopefully it's the defensive backs, right, where we have a plethora of young talent and it's not going to be um, – we're not just scratching our head going, okay, what are we going to do here? And for Maryland, if you can't run the ball well, which out of your starting quarterback, you would naturally they, – they got be – you would, in a regular scenario, you would be going, okay, well, we need to lean on the run game here. Well, don't know they're going to be able to lean on the run game. Yeah. So if we're able to stop the run and now you're forcing them in a wildcat situation to have to pass the ball, I think sitting duck is a, is a great expo, uh, great way to describe it because what like what are you going to do is kind of the way I'm looking at it. So it, it really sets up nice for us defensively from that standpoint. And you got to think this is a team – in the Maryland Terrapins, right? That they started five and zero, right? Mm. And then it all fell apart. Right? right? They got clobbered by Ohio State in the second half. Played Ohio State fairly closely in the first half. Got clobbered in the second half. Uh, they lost a thirty-one to twenty-four to Michigan. Um, they got absolutely throttled by Penn State. It was like fifty-one to fourteen or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then they lost at home to Northwestern. Now, hear me out. Northwestern had a lot of problems happen within their football program. I know they had a great year, and they ended up making it to a bowl game. They won their bowl game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, And they had a great year. But this was kind of the year that Mike Loxley was supposed to really turn it around at Maryland. Had a lot of returning pieces. People were kind of high on them. And people, especially after that Ohio State game, people were like, hey, man, like, Maryland kind of hung with Ohio State for a little bit. Like, you know, they might be able to win eight, nine games. And then you lose to Northwestern, and I believe they lost to him at home too. So that was a head-scratcher. Then they turn around and they lose to Illinois. So you started 5-0 and and you ended 6-6. Six and six. I, I don't know. It just – it really feels like now the the heart of your team is opting out. Your tight ends opting out. You know, I, I just – I really feel like their offense is a sitting duck in this game against this Auburn defense. And, you know, you can throw the New Mexico State jabs in there and say that Auburn finished on a two-game losing streak or whatever, that, you know, how are they going to respond? I don't know. Uh, but I think – from guys that returned Dustin and said that they were coming back and guys that opted in to play this bowl game, I think Auburn's focused and I think Auburn's going to come out fired up and ready to win a damn bowl game. Yeah. I mean, I think that um, the way that that iron bowl ended, there's only one way. There's only one way to erase that feeling. Go out there and hit somebody in the mouth. The next time you get an opportunity, that's all you can do. You can't create a time machine, go back and, and get the stop on the fourth and goal. You can't do it. So the only thing you can do is come out and play some more damn football and leave your mark and don't let that play be the last thing that people will remember of this Auburn team. Go out there and uh, and put on a show. We know that Auburn fans are going to show up and going to take over Nashville. I was just I guess I'm going to say the stadium is going to be like 75% Auburn to 25%. Uh, so put on a show, man, uh, for, for all these guys that it's your last time to play. Yeah, like – do the do the damn thing. Last time to show NFL scouts, maybe the last time you ever put on pads, period. So leave your mark. And this is um like we mentioned on Tuesday night. This is an important bowl game 
to us yep. as a fan base. You know, look, I, I kind of thought about today. I was like, if we win this game, I'm going to be pretty damn excited. Like, it's been a minute since Auburn's won anything in the postseason. And me and Blake have preached this since, since we've been doing this podcast. We're going to celebrate dubs, period. Versus Mercer, Music City Bowl, I don't give a damn who it is. We win a game, we, we're going to celebrate it and, and party. going to make no apologies for it. So, uh, just a really big opportunity. And you talked about the tight end being out on the offensive side of the ball. So they're out there, they're out of their uh, starting tight end. Obviously the heart of their team, the big 10 all-time passing leader and the quarterback there. I'm not going to attempt to say his name. I don't care that I've heard his brother's name a million times. I still don't know how to say that. Um, but I'm going to look at, I look at this Blake, look at the defensive side for Maryland. So they're without their, their best linebacker. And, uh, mm-hmm. and was it Jashaw Bur- Burham? Is that how you say it? Yeah, uh, Burham, and then they're out of their two starting DBs as well, in Still and Corey Jr. or Coley Jr. Mm-hmm. So you're out. Of, they're out of their leading their leading linebacker, the guy that that runs the defense, the leading tackler, and then their starting two corners as well are out. So it's kind of like, and then so let's look at it from we got our starting quarterback playing. Now the only the only loss that we have significant on offense is Var, and yeah. Um, VAR has produced for us. He's made big plays, so I would say that it, it is a loss that we're not going to have him. But it's also at the slot receiver position where I think that Jay Fair and Caleb Burton can step up and perform just fine. So it's at a position again where I say, okay, we'll be okay there. The one loss that I'm worried about for us really is the Marcus Harris where there's just we don't have another guy that can do what Marcus Harris does. So we're going to, there's going to be some guys like we mentioned Tuesday, Reed's going to have to step in as a freshman, get some reps. Uh, the guys you talked about and Zacchaeus Walker as well. It's going to have to be kind of by committee to make up for Marcus Harris's production, but really on the offensive side, all we got to worry about is VAR and again, slot position. We can find yards there. So, and if you look at Maryland, um, one, how are they going to how are they going to perform against the run without their without their starting linebacker, without their guy, you know, their their leader there on defense? But also, they they have their their rushing number their their numbers against the run, like as a season average, kind of are deceitful from the standpoint of look at how they performed against the the quality teams, mm-hmm. quality teams that can run the ball had no problem pushing Maryland's defensive line around at all. So my question here, Blake, is what Auburn offensive line shows up? Am I going to get the Auburn offensive line that showed up in versus Texas A&M? Am I going to get the Auburn offensive line that showed up versus New Mexico State? Or am I going to get the Auburn offensive line that showed up versus Arkansas, versus Georgia, versus Alabama? Which one am I going to get? If I get the one that showed up versus Alabama, Auburn wins this game. Auburn covers it's probably close for a little bit, maybe. And then Jarquez and Damari established themselves, and PT would probably have, you know, should have over 50 yards rushing as well if all goes goes the way that uh, we want it to, and have a nice little balanced rushing attack and just kind of wear them down over four quarters. If we show up and play the way that we can, and I have to look at it, and at this point, dude, I'm gonna be honest with you, it's mental to me because from this standpoint. Is is New Mexico State's defensive line that much better than Auburn's offensive line? I don't think they are, right? Because I can look at the Georgia game and say, you did just fine versus that defensive line. 
a, a, a way more talented defensive line than New Mexico State. You did just fine versus Alabama's defensive line. Way more talented defensive line than New Mexico State, which you also struggle at times, right? So to me, it's it looks pretty mental from the standpoint of the offensive line and the way they perform. Um, which which group shows up? If the group shows up, that shows up versus Ole Miss, or, or excuse me, versus Alabama, we're good to go, baby. We're, yeah. we're, we're, we're good to go. We'll have no issues in this game. Um, and then also with them being out, uh, they're, they're two, they're two star DV, DBs, Blake. Um, I think we'll find enough big plays. Uh, Hugh Freeze is six and two all time in bowl games. So I think that, uh, I think when you give Hugh Freeze a couple weeks to look at film, he can dial mm-hmm. some stuff up, right? So I think Hugh's going to have enough tricks up his sleeve. And then if we get that RPO going, if we get Jarquez going, if we get Peyton Thorne going, just a couple big plays by Peyton on the ground game, loosen them up. I think that Rivaldo is a big key here. You're going to have to find a couple of big explosive plays in the passing game. I think Rivaldo will have a couple opportunities. Stay in bounds, brother. Keep both feet in bounds. <laughs> See that ball in, catch it, and we'll be good to go. Um, so, yeah, I just think that there will be four or five opportunities through the air. And I think that we'll capitalize on enough of them. And I, then I think that uh, we'll just wear them down. Those those opportunities will present themselves through the air by us establishing the run. And I think that we'll be able to do that. And I think it's just going to kind of be a, a slow kind, slow grind kind of game. So my really just it's, – it's what I'm always going to say, keys of the game, dude. Establish the line of scrimmage. Don't turn the ball over. Don't be stupid. And what I've noticed here, Blake, in a lot of these bowl games, dude, is – it just seems to me like at this point in the way bowl games have gone with, you don't know, you know, every it's, it's basically different teams. Like there's really no yep. point in going down Maryland stats, right? I got them pulled up, but it's a whole new different team. We're going to see because yep. we got guys not playing. They, and, and that's, it's that way across the board. What I've noticed is it just really seems to me like the teams that want to be at the bowl game and want to win it are the ones that have been winning it. Am I wrong on that? No, you're right. You're a hundred percent right, man. Um, Look, the one thing that I would love to see, I don't think it, you know, necessarily happens Saturday, but I would love to see Peyton Thorne come out and just light it up through the air. Um, <laughs> I really would. Just because I'm I'm kind of tired of just all of the portal talk and who's Auburn getting as a quarterback in the portal. And, guys, I'm just – I'm. I'm just kind of over it, you know. Yeah. I, it's it's PT, man. It's PT. It's Holden. It's it's Hank Brown. It's Walker White. All right. I, I I just truly believe that, and I think this is PT's game to say, "Hey, it's your car." All right. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have a Lamborghini next year with these wide receivers coming in here. You're gonna have some nice weapons. All right, you're going to have a second-year Caleb Burton. You're going to have a Valdo who's returning. All right, you're going to have some nice weapons. So this Saturday is your game to show us, hey, it's my offense going into year two. Let's make some progress. Can he do it against this Maryland secondary? Yeah, I think so. They've been very sketchy at times this year, very sketchy, especially against legit passing attacks. Right. Now – I do think Maryland is going to come out and they're going to look to stop the run because maybe they don't respect PT and Auburn's receivers. So I think they might load the box and say, hey, Auburn, you know, throw the ball on us. Let's see if you can throw it. 
I think Auburn's going to try to run it down their throat, Dustin. <laughs> yeah. And I think they're going to do it with a, a, a trio of backs, right? I think Auburn's, you know, we know what they have in the backfield. And I think Auburn's going to line up and try to play smash mouth football. And like you said, take a couple of shots, maybe a, a Rivaldo uh, down the field and, and Shane Hooks. Where, where you at, brother? Uh, last game. Yeah, last game. Fun. Where you at? Uh, Nick Mardner, he could be a guy that, that – gets in the game and you know you might have an opportunity to make a play do something cam brown yeah camden brown that's another one you might have an opportunity to make a play you might have an opportunity to show yourself for next season so there's a lot of opportunities in this game yeah. that's what uh, myself and dustin have been preaching these past two weeks is the opportunity and the excitement to play in this game like i said i think auburn establishes the line of scrimmage I think they pound the rock. I think there's opportunities down the field against this Maryland secondary. I think that Caleb Burton could have a great day. I think Auburn wins this football game. We'll get to that in just a minute. But I think PT could be very successful with his legs and his arm, man. Would love to see him light it up. Uh, but I just don't know if he's going to you know, light it up on the stat sheet because I don't know if that's – the route Auburn's going to take, you know, right. I don't know. I don't know if they need to do that, yeah. you know? Uh, so, you know, I, I think this is his day, man. I think it's his day, his game to say, Hey, look, this is, this is my offense for 2024. Stop the portal talk. This is right. it. This is me. So I, that's what I'm really rooting for, man. I'm rooting for PT to go out and ball, get the monkey off his back Everybody just say, hey, look, you know, this is him. Let's turn and give him the keys and focus on getting him into spring ball, getting all the work and preparation with Hugh that he needs, getting him through summer and getting him into fall camp to prepare for next season. That is what we should be worrying about, not the transfer portal looking for a quarterback. Yeah, well, there's – Ain't, ain't nobody, ain't nobody in that thing. <laughs> ain't, ain't nobody in that thing. Um, Blake, we're gonna get over here and make these predictions real quick, bro. Before we talk about this game and uh, and and make our Music City Bowl score prediction, uh, let's do real quick on the two games, two playoff games. Like I said, I got Michigan, and then I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Texas over Washington. What say you? Uh, I'm going Texas over Washington. I think it's a close one. I think it's closer than what people think, man. I really do. If Washington won, it would not surprise me at all. Michael Penix, a dog. Yeah, O'Dunsey yeah, at receiver. And they got a couple mm -hmm. other dudes at receiver, the Polk kid and uh, the McMillan kid. They're pretty, I watched Washington play a couple times this year. They're pretty dang good. I don't know if they're going to be able to handle Texas up front. So mm -hmm. that that's what kind of worries me. But – uh, as far as that offense, man, and and it, it's it's lights out, and their defense kind of won them a couple games this year when that offense was kind of struggling. They had some injuries outside, uh, so their defense isn't bad either. Uh, you know, I just don't know if they're going to be able to stop all the weapons that Texas has. Um, so I like Texas in that game, and Dustin, I'm sorry, brother, but I'm not sticking with your preseason pick. I oh, listen, I, I, my confidence level, my confidence level is not high on it. I'm just because you called me out a month ago for veering off from my preseason picks. So I'm going to stand by it, even though I don't feel look, good about it. 
if you're if this is the first time if this is the first time you're watching this podcast, all right. <laughs> my boy Dustin said at the very beginning of the season, we did a, a preseason show, what's gonna happen in the SEC West. Dustin says, man, Alabama's gonna go eleven and one. They're gonna win the SEC West. They're gonna go back to the old, you know, smash mouth Alabama, the glory days where uh, you know, they just run the football and uh, got a game manager at quarterback and all this stuff, you know, and and that's how Dustin, you know, he laid it out and everything. And then we get in, we get into the middle of the season, and my boy Dustin starts just picking against Alabama every week, picking every week, just picking against that. Which hey, look, I don't mind that because I love doing it myself. There was a couple times <laughs> I picked against them myself, um, very few, but a couple. Yeah, and. Now I had to call him out about, like he said, about a month ago. I had to call him out because I was like, "Dude, like you literally called it before the season started, and then you went against yourself during the season." <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, we joke about that, but man, I think Alabama is just too skilled. I think they're too good at the skill position at wide receiver. Um, you know, and and it's not saying I'm not saying that they have great wide receivers. I'm just saying that they're too good for Michigan, in my opinion. Mm. Um, I just, you know, Isaiah Bond, he's played in an elite a level, uh, in, ugh, excuse me, an elite level this year. And Jermaine Burton, a guy that you know he's taken a lot of criticism in his time at Alabama, uh, but he's really picked it up this year. And so those two guys are really the anchor of that wide receiver core over there. And you can say whatever you want to say about Jalen Milrow, man. He's picked it up. He's played his ass off. And he just he just wins, man. He wins. And, and he makes big plays at big times. And that's what great players do. You know, they always say great, you know, great players make great plays to win games at crucial times, man. And and that's what he does. And he, he put the grave the grave digger in us, you know. He fourth right. and third fourth and goal yeah. from the 31 and Bang, bang, he threw a dart. And so, uh, you know, I, I think their defense is too good. I think Michigan is one-dimensional. I'm not a believer in J.J. McCarthy. Uh, I, I'm just – I don't think he can throw the ball against this Alabama defense. Kool-Aid, you know, just Terry on Arnold, all those guys back there, man. Caleb Downs at safety, he's a true freshman. He's an absolute dog. Uh, they got so much talent on defense, dude. Yeah, of course they do. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so I like Alabama, man. I just think they're too fast. They're too physical. They're too good up front. Offensive line improved throughout the year. Jalen Milrow improved. Uh, I just like Alabama. I like them. Man, and the crazy thing is Alabama's an underdog, bro. Like, <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I hope I'm wrong. Right. I hope you're right, you know, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, Um. My whole theory before the season was one, Michigan's obviously a good team and a good program, so all that goes into it. But I just I've seen Harbaugh, whether it be the NFL and now college, come up just short. And I think he's such a great football mind that that can't be disputed whether you like the guy or not. Anybody that goes to four straight conference titles in the NFL has the resume he did did what he did with Stanford, then takes Michigan to the highest that he's taken Michigan to. Like it's obvious what Jim Harbaugh is as a coach. So I just think that a guy like that is going to get a title at some point. That was kind of my pre. I was just like they're going to be there, and at some point he's going to get it. But now that the matchup is here, I don't like I don't like the matchup. But 
I'm pulling for him. Dog, how do you cheat and still not win? <laughs> hey. I, how do you cheat and still not win? Like, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, like, honestly, y'all want to talk about somebody who shouldn't be in the playoffs? Michigan shouldn't be in the playoffs, dog. They cheated. They were cheating. Literally, they had a coach on a acting like he was on another team staff, dog. Like <laughs> that yeah. is cheating. That is cheating. Oh, that's All right? Like if you want to sit here and argue about who should be in the playoffs and who shouldn't be in the playoffs, dog, Michigan shouldn't be in the playoffs. <laughs> like I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't get in. Like the, some of the Alabama players, they voiced their opinions on it, Dustin. They were like, "Hey, like, guess yeah. what? You know." Like you cheated, and that's not going to help you. Like, no. it's not going to save you. So, I don't want to hear Bama ever complain about cheating or who should be eligible from anything <laughs> and whatnot. I mean, you can. Mm, I'll leave that one alone. Uh, let's get back on track. Looking at this yeah. Music City Bowl, dude, Blake, you have got thirty to seventeen. Mm-hmm. You got Auburn getting off the bowl snide, holding yeah. up a trophy. Man, damn, won't that look good? Just picturing it. Just, just yep. seeing the boys celebrate a postseason win. So you got Auburn big here. Uh wine 30 to 17, brother. I think Auburn's offense has success against Maryland's secondary. Uh, I think Auburn will be able to run the football. Uh, and it's big thing here, man, is I think I'm gonna stay on this and I'm gonna say PT has a day and he doesn't turn the ball over. Uh, and he he just he has a day, man. I, I think, you know, even though our receivers, everybody's like, oh, who's playing receiver? Who's playing receiver? We know what guys are running out there. Auburn Auburn will be fine Saturday. Um, I, I think PT – let me take that back. I think our offensive line plays well, and PT is staying upright, using his legs, mm. uh, you know, like he did in the Georgia-Alabama game, all of those. Uh, and, and I just think he has a day, man. And I think our running backs, I think they get off and, and they have a great day. And I really just look at Talia and this offense taking that major blow, man. Like Maryland not having Talia Tungavaloa is the biggest blow in this whole matchup. Yeah. I, I thought it was going to be, you know, I was like, hey, man, we got Maryland. Like this is going to be a tough test. Like this is going to be, you know, they got great receivers. That I mean – like this is this is a hell of a matchup, and then he goes down, and I'm just kind of like, eh, you know, and and then I start kind of like researching it a little bit, and I'm like, okay, well, like they're saying this guy's, you know, like he doesn't throw the football, like right. he's just like a wildcat quarterback, and like they're just gonna run the football. And I'm like, okay, well that that plays into Auburn's hands, yeah. man, and so. I just how many how much is Maryland going to how much are they going to be able to move the football on this Auburn defense? I just don't think they move it up and down the field and score enough with Auburn. And I would say it, it it's still at minus seven, right? Auburn yeah. minus seven. Yeah, I Dude, I, we reported. Yeah, I think Auburn covers. Yeah, thirty seventeen. Auburn wins by thirteen. Um, I just don't think Maryland produces enough offense, man. Yeah, I hear you. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm on the same boat with you. Obviously, I've got I've got 26 to 17. I think we moved the ball pretty well. I just probably stall out in the red zone a couple of times and settle for mm-hmm. some field goals type thing. Uh, yeah, our game that I think that we have control of the entire time, just kind of like I said earlier, beat them down over time, just kind of suffocate them. And I might be a little bit generous here. This 
if if this one gets to like a 35 to 10, I really wouldn't be surprised, especially if we come out and we jump on them fast. Like if it's if there's five minutes to go in the first quarter and we're up 14 to zero, it's it's gonna it, it feels like the Arkansas game to me, where I look I look at what they have to do to win, and I say, okay, if we get up by two scores quick, they're in such trouble. If you put them in a in a situation where they have to pass to come back. Yep. The only chance Maryland stands in this game, really, it, 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 from what we know, I mean, the backup could come in and just set the world on fire. And as Auburn fans, we wouldn't be totally shocked at that. But from what we know, two quarterback system, Wildcat, all the stuff Blake talked about, like the 10 passing attempts on the year, yeah. um, you know, what we can bring defensively, a quick start, get up quick, get up big early, and then you're good. And then it's just – establish that line of scrimmage, break them down. Look, they only average 3.7 yards a carry. I'm not worried about them running the ball. even, And, and that's what they're, they're going to try to do to us. And then I feel like our strength is stopping the run. When we look at both guys, both teams are missing crucial pieces, but we're missing two crucial DBs. They're missing two crucial DBs, yeah. right? Like we're missing a, a stud defensive lineman. They're missing their stud tight end and a stud linebacker. And their QB. It seems to me like as far as if you play the who's missing what game, they're missing a little more all over the team. And then, like you mentioned, the key piece, the the centerpiece of their program the last couple of years, you know, and their quarterback. Yep. So uh, the guy, the, the the thing that's literally made that team run. So it just all kind of plays into us. I think that our guys are hungry, dude. I think that Eugene Asante and Keontae Scott and and those guys, and Jalen Simpson, obviously do not want what happened in that Iron Bowl to be the last memory of this Auburn team. And a guy like Simpson, who was his last game at Auburn, obviously doesn't want that to be the final memory. So I think that our team is motivated. I think that our team wants it. And I'm not saying that that Maryland is not going to be motivated and want it as well, but I just think that we don't have to worry from our side about the it's the Music City Bowl not bringing the juice. I think yeah. our guys are fired up. I think they want this win. They want the winning season. Um, I like – I think Hugh Freeze is 6-2 and all-time in bowl games because, like I've said before, I think Hugh Freeze is a top-10 offensive mind in the game of college football. So if you give him weeks to watch film on a team, I think he can dial up a pretty nice system and some good plays, and I think that's exactly what's going to happen here. I think that's why he's 6-2 and in bowl games. And on a nice streak, too, uh, he didn't – he won all his bowl games at Liberty, so um, – which is – just refreshing as an Auburn fan. <laughs> just refreshing considering what we went through. And then we watch, I watch UCF fans still going through it. And I'm like, boy, yeah, it's not going to get any better for you guys over there in Orlando. <laughs> I promise you that. You better, you better, you better forget postseason success. Um, but I just I think that it all plays just kind of plays into what we want to do. Defensively, I expect a big day from Eugene Asante, like with them having to run the ball, he might have anywhere 12 to 15 tackles. Um, mm -hmm. And I expect Simpson to go out with a bang. If he's healthy enough to go out there and make an impact, then I think Simpson will get that pick and he will get to that five for you. And, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think that um, I think we're, I think we're going to get, I think we get, I think we get at least three sacks. I think we find a way. I think Rob Roberts is same thing. I said with Hugh creating uh, with having a, a three, three weeks to prepare. We're starting to see Ron Roberts with three weeks to prepare, mm -hmm. and what he dials up on on court. I mean, on sitting ducks, like you said, on guys that we know basically 
aren't going to pass the ball. And if they are, we feel yeah. comfortable about, you know, pinning back and getting after them. So I just think that the whole thing, dude, plays into us well. Big, big game for Eugene defensively. And then I'll say offensively for, for PT. I think that uh, a couple of big runs early, you know, get them guessing. It was going to Jarquez. Are you keeping it? That'll set up some nice things for us over the middle in the passing game. I think PT has just a solid game. And this isn't, um, I just don't know. I don't think he's going to be capable of ever like setting the world on fire, statistically passing until Cam Coleman puts on it, until Cam yeah. Coleman puts on that uniform, brother. <laughs> so I think he's limited based off of the tools that he has at, uh, at hand. So, um, but I think PT has a nice day. I'm going to say like 140 ish passing mixed in with 50 to 60 ish rushing, no turnovers, nice, clean, efficient day, making the right reads, leading the team. And then I think that uh, Jarquez goes north to 125. And I think hmm. I just need I just need Rivaldo and Jay Fair to make a couple of big plays over the top, and we're good to go. So I'm going to go 26 to 17, and that's being conservative. That's just because I haven't seen us have postseason season success in a while. We ain't won a bowl game in a while, you know. Uh, so I can't. Just, I'm not just going to predict the blowout, but I would not be surprised if Auburn ran away with this one uh, pretty big. So I'm fired up for this one, Blake, and I think that I think that we get the job done, man. I also wouldn't be surprised if we get absolutely shredded by a backup quarterback. No, I would not either. I would be <laughs> I would be sitting there going, of course. Yep. Uh it's just happened. Just happened too often in the past. So um yeah, man. I, I agree with everything you said. And, you know, hopefully the Auburn Tigers can come out with a victory and we won't have to suffer three straight <laughs> losing seasons, Dustin. So um <sighs> Yeah, man. Look, I'll go ahead and give you my final thoughts and kick it back over to you. Uh, kick it back over to you, and you can close this out, man. Uh, one thing I wanted to say for my final thoughts is: last night the the USC Trojans played their bowl game, and I watched a guy who opted out of a bowl game because he's going to be a top three pick in the NFL draft, and a guy who asked for partial ownership of whatever team he was drafted to stands on the sidelines. The team runs out and he's dapping teammates up chest bumping teammates. Got a towel like, let's go baby. Let's go get pumped up. Like let's do it. Dog. What are we doing? If you can, if you can do that on the sideline, if you can run out of the tunnel and dap teammates up and swing a towel and and you can chest bump teammates and all this stuff, why are we sitting out? <laughs> Man, I want Bryce Young energy, all right? Yes, sir. I want Bryce Young energy. That's what I want to see. I don't care to see you and your $2 million, $3 million, $4 million of NIL money and you're over here chest bumping and dapping dudes up, and then your backup goes out there and throws for six tutties. So <laughs> was USC playing the wrong guy? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, hey, I got to, I got to the, watch. Is it the system, though? Is it the system, though? Them USC quarterbacks in the NFL have a history. Let me tell you something. I watched Caleb Williams play live uh, back in November in Autzen Stadium. Dude's a freak, man. Like, a freak. But I just disagree 
with how he's kind of handled all of this. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just didn't like seeing that last night. When I saw it, I was like, man, like how soft are we getting nowadays? Like it did. I just feel like we're, we're, we're in an era where it's, Oh, well I'm getting money. Oh, well, like I'm going to sit out. I'm getting, I'm getting millions. Like it's over with, like I'm, I'm going to sit out and people are saying, well, uh, you know, well, what if he has this injury, bro, Aaron Rodgers just come back from a torn Achilles in like three months. <laughs> so like, what are we talking about here? You know, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, and it's football, bro. Like you can get hurt at any moment, you know? I mean, look at Joe Theismann. Yeah. You know, I look at Alex Smith, you know, like any moment your life could change forever. And I get that. And it's one game, but bro, Football is bigger than that, in my opinion, Dustin. Football is, is a brotherhood, bro. Like, you go through all of that time, spring, summer, fall, blood, sweat, and tears, bro. Like, there's times where you you don't you don't want to go to two-a-days, and, and, you know, you don't want to – man, you, rolls, dog. Like, <laughs> number one thing, like – no, yeah. like never wanted to be a part of it, you know, like hated it, you know. Um, and you do all of that with your team and then you just kind of like, hey, deuces, I'm out. I'm a millionaire, you know. I just didn't – I didn't like it, man. It it didn't sit well with me because uh, I think the kid's a hell of a player, man. But, you know, I, I just – I want to see – I want to see our youth get back to the way it used to be. And uh, I'm a father, man, and, and I know – when Levi comes up, and and I hope and pray that he plays football, baseball, basketball, all three, man. But I just want to preach to him, like, you go out and you play. Right. Because one day you're going to look back. Caleb Williams is going to look back on it one day, and he's going to go, damn, man. Yeah. When he's 40 years old, he's going to say, you know, that last game at USC, dog, I, I sat out. Like, I didn't play. You're going to remember that kind of stuff, man. So uh, I just – I hope if you're a parent out there, man, just instill into your into your children like, hey, finish, finish, all right? Yeah. Finish it. You went to USC to do a job, man. Finish it. And and that's just how I – that's how I feel. I get why they sit out and everything. Uh, so I don't know. That's just me, brother. Yeah, no, good stuff. You know that I agree with you. I mean, you know, I mean, you look at that the same way. You, you still got a game to play. And now, in the in the era of uh, NIL, I'm looking at it like you're getting paid. And it's it's one of the things too where you know we're we're always pro player. We always you yeah. know we we always keep it on the field and all that kind of stuff. But I do think sometimes when it's like I see some of this, like uh, a guy will be getting attacked, you know, um, in the media, and then uh, and then uh, I get to thinking like. Because somebody will come up and say, well, he's a college kid. He's a college kid. He's not a pro. And I'm thinking, well, his NIL deal is a pro NIL deal. Yeah. So what are we, you know, like, yep. do you, if, you, if you can cash a million-dollar NIL check, or NIL check, can't you get a little bit of criticism? Yeah. So Exactly. You know, that's so, yeah, I, I'm with you, man. If uh, Look, pl- play. Your team's got a game. <laughs> play, play the game. Uh, and I, I get it. I understand it. But ultimately, man, it's just I'm with you, Blake. I I, I don't like it. Um, hit that like button, guys. Hit that subscribe button. We continue to grow. Uh, hopefully we'll be back Sunday 
Uh, which kind of depends on what time I get back uh, from Nashville, what time what time the episode will go up. But hopefully it'll be Sunday afternoon, if not Monday. But uh, we'll see how that goes. Really going to try to get back at the regular time because I got to be back in front of a TV Sunday afternoon. My Bucks are playing when, when and we're in, baby. If we beat the New Orleans Aints, uh, they bust out them brown paper bags over there in New Orleans. And yeah. uh, we, go, we go back to the playoffs. My Real quick, Blake, I had an announcement. I told you this privately, and I want I want to make it public. Um, this week, something big that hasn't happened in my life in 15 years or so it has taken place. And, uh, yeah, the Gumps, they came in, dude. They came in heavy, and they have surpassed the Georgia Bulldogs on my hate meter. I have been for one of the 10, 15, 20 years for a long time. I have been one of them Auburn fans that's like, no, nah, I hate Georgia more. And if you listen to this podcast, I'm not, you know, you know why I've given the reasons before, but I'm sick of it, dude. After watching our, after watching the way they have reacted to our top 10 recruiting class, it is just, mm. dude. Okay. So the amount of people that had sources and this, that, and the other about Perry Thompson. And then like this, this is the new thing on social media, right? When you get, when you're wrong and you get owned, well, it's just trolling. Oh, you're trolling. No, you weren't trolling. You were playing fake insider, and you were wrong, okay? And it is what it is. And as far as the Bama fan, just accept it. It drives me nuts for you to say, well, Perry ain't this, or Demarcus Riddick ain't that. You're questioning the greatest coach of all time's evaluation, okay? And that's ignorant. If Nick Saban wants a guy, I literally base some of our recruiting off of if he's got a scholarship offer from Saban. Yep. Like, oh, Kirby Smart and Nick Saban want him? Well, I don't give a damn about the stars. I just know that he's a good player then because those two guys want him to play defense. So to watch, the, like, it is just pathetic to watch. We have we got half of our comments are Bama fans over the past two months. Why? Why? You're playing Michigan in the playoffs. We're playing in the freaking Music City Bowl. First, some a team that's named after the turtle, okay? A team that looks like the 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 Knights of England's shield is their uniform. Like I I don't know what I have no idea what we're gonna see. My, I might have to wear glasses to the game Sunday uh, Saturday to make sure <laughs> that whatever have the sun doesn't hit Maryland's helmet and come back and blind me because. That is just nuts. We're we're in this game versus this team. And look, I love what Hugh Freeze has done. We've been championing it. We've been we've been carrying the the pail for this staff as far as recruiting goes. And I and not like you need the pail need to carry. They've they've done the work, but we've been out here letting y'all know, hey man, we're killing it on the recruiting trail. So I love what they've done. Love mm-hmm. it. Couldn't be couldn't be happier with this class. Okay. But guess who's ahead of us, Blake? And we're seventh. But guess who still has a higher rank class than we do? Yep. Alva freaking Bama does. But you're on our podcast listening to an hour-long talk about Auburn just to leave a troll comment. It's weird, dog. It's weird. And my hatred from Georgia all comes from a, a, a incident that I had. Well, I mean, there's a lot of reasons you hate them, but I had I had a run-in with them where they got down on their knees, grown men, and barked at me when I was a child. And ever since then, I was just like, "Yo!" But yeah. the way that the way that Bama fans have behaved, the 
leading up to the Iron Bowl, just the, the universal praise of Updike. And there'll be somebody in the comments that goes, eh, we don't like Updike. Brother, there are tweets praising Updike that have 10,000 likes on social media from Bama account, from Bama beat writers. The same Bama beat writers who, who, who go out and say that the Perry Thompsons and the DeMarcus Riddicks of the world don't want to compete because they didn't go to Bama. Mm-hmm. Just clown, just clown, just clownish, bro. Just absolutely clownish. And so I just want to make make that announcement. And if our boy Harrison from the College Loop is listening, I'm sorry, brother. I'm sorry that I'm leaving you out there on the uh, on the I hate Georgia uh, more than Bama Island all by yourself now. But they did it, dude. They did it. They pushed and pushed and pushed. And I cannot, I cannot stand. I cannot stand it, Blake. I cannot stand listening to it. Oh. And I had to go at Thanksgiving, and I just had to deal with it at Christmas, and I had to listen to it, and I'm so, so tired of listening to it. And I've said it once, and I'll end it here. When that day comes, when that scoreboard strikes zero, and I ain't got to listen to it no more, oh, my God, if you got crimson on, you better get out of my way. You better get out of my way because I'm going to be the most ooh-wee, Blake, ooh-wee, ooh-wee. I'm glad you come over to this to the strong side, brother. Like they, they it's just, it's it, it's so it's just too much, man. It, it's just it's too much. Yeah, look, I I I, I hate Georgia, um, you know, and and then some Auburn fans can look at me and be like, oh, is you supposed to, you know, mean more to you than that? It does. Like it, it's it, it's a a rivalry and everything. Like I get it where Auburn's where Auburn's at geographically and all that. Like, I get it. I get the hatred towards Georgia. Dog, I'm in the state of Alabama, and uh, I hate them, like, with a passion, bro. And and, uh, it'll never ease up. It will never, you know, soften. Like, I hate them. And don't get it twisted. I picked them to beat Michigan. But you best believe my ass is a Wolverine, all right, Monday. I will have I will have the khakis with with the maize and blue on. All right, I'm I'll, I might even wear a pair of glasses. All right, <laughs> I might be hardballed out right in my living room. All right, hey, hands hey. on the knees, acting just like old Harbaugh. Um, he said that's how he said bad all I the guys, to lose. He said all the guys are walking around. Uh, he said all the guys are walking around saying bet. I think it's our team motto. <laughs> I, I love Harbaugh. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Your team motto needs to be <laughs> ass whooping because that's what you're going to get. So, mm. hate hey. it for you. All right, man. Look, I hope you're wrong, Blake. I hope you're wrong. I know, and I know you hope you're wrong too, bro. <laughs> I, I do. Know, I know you're wrong too. Uh, for our members, the uh, did a video for you guys today. It'll be up soon. Um, yeah. So, looking for it. You guys look for that as well. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. We're out of here. We will be back Sunday to review a big Music City Bowl win. Let's go get a trophy, y'all. Let's go get a damn trophy. War Damn Eagle, we're out of here, man. We'll see you guys soon. War Damn, baby.